anime, you probably have listened to the music. The episode of your favorite anime has been released today. You go to whatever website with all the subs and dubs, find the episode, and play. Five minutes in, the arc's opening plays, hyping you up for the episode. After 25 minutes of story and ads, the ending hits, leaving you with feelings and a weak or painful year of anticipation. If you watched anime before or do now, you probably know this and felt this in some way. In the Sailor Moon theme, she's the one named Sailor Moon, Jagurin no Yumiya of Attack on Titan. These are the openings, endings, and music of anime. Anime music has taken a life and culture of its own. For many, the music of anime is a quintessential part of watching the anime, whether you are singing along and making covers, making AMVs, or just listening. So as fans, we are going to talk about our own experiences with anime music, openings and endings. So. (laughs) So. What was your, so what was your, what was the anime song or music or soundtrack, whatever, that got your attention? That said, hey, this is a thing. So the first anime song I ever consciously listened to was probably Minmi Shiki no Uta. Okay. Um, I, the first time I heard it was in the car. We were driving, I think, to maybe your job. Or we're driving somewhere, we're on the highway, and you asked me to play the song on your iPod. <laughs> I almost said iPad. I was like, iPad. <laughs> iPod. Talking 2007. And I know I was like skeptical. I was like, what is this song? You know, I don't know this song. You know, I'm not sure what this is. And then dad played it, and it was, you know, this really powerful, beautifully orchestrated and illustrated song that. I'd never heard anything like it. And then he told me to play the live version and I never heard anything like that. And that was probably my first introduction into like anime music and listening to it just be beyond an opening or an ending, like listening to it because I'm listening to the actual song, not just because I'm watching the anime. Okay. Real quick, like just to, just to dig a little deeper, like, because if, if, if this is like circa like, 2007 for you was it were you able to kind of just feel the difference of the song even at seven years old because that because that does mean something if you can hear that song at seven you're like and think back and you know think back you know all those years ago and they're like yo that song really had an impact on me I, like do like do you think that it, that it's you talking from, you know, talking as you are now, saying like, yeah, I really felt something then. Like, I really, I, it, it really had an impact on me. Or was it you saying like, okay, I'm going back to when I was seven. And even at seven, I'm like, yeah, this is different. I think, I think both. Hmm. I think it really had an impact on me because I guess it really had an impact on me because it was something from an anime that it had like a sound I hadn't heard before and it also had like a soul I hadn't heard before. It, you know, it comes from, you know, that that song comes from Samurai Champloo 
And that's a very deep and thoughtful anime. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I didn't watch it at the time. So I watched it like five, ten, you know, like I watched it like 10 years later. Like I know, and I have been listening to that song like most of my life. Mm. And even from that one song, I could understand how much thought and how much emotion was in like that anime and whoever had produced this. And it was one of the first songs that I listened to and I heard and was, and wanted to keep listening to, not just because like my parents listened to it or because it was like a popular song at school. Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, period. Or, or like, Oh, it, it's not, you know, the sound, the soul track from the seventies. Right. It was like the song that felt it could be uniquely mine. Mm-hmm. And that was something I had not experienced for my seven years of my life at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny. Just a quick aside. I had that same feel with, with respect to rap music. So let's say if it was 2007, say it was between 2000, like eight, seven, eight, nine, right? Yeah. For me, that's how old I, I was eight years old when, when I first heard rap is delight. And it had that feel like, okay, this is my music, right? And like my parents is into, you know, Sly of the Family Stone, The Temptations, whatever. But I can really relate to that saying, you know, that sort of, you're starting to come into, I guess, if there was, if there was a psych, psych, psychiatrist on, on this call, right? They would say, that's when you become you. That's when you define your first images of self, your first interpretations of self. And your interpretation of self was a cartoon. <laughs> it was cartoon music. You know, how about you, Carl? For me, it, it exists outside of the realm of anime music. And inside and outside, because the first song for me was a Simple and Clean, which was the title track for the uh, Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And just a quick story about that, like why it, stood, why it stood out so much is, number one, just how I heard it. Like, the way that I remember hearing it was a, like a commercial block for it had to be something on Cartoon, on Cartoon Network, or like, like Adult Swim or Toonami. And, you know, I'm doing something and you just hear the background. You know, first you hear the music and then you hear um, the singer. And when you hear her say, when you walk away, you, it's like you immediately just perk up. You're like, wait. Please, baby, okay. don't go. Yeah, and you're like, hold on. <laughs> You're like, hold up. And then now when you get to the screen, you see, you know, <laughs> you see the main character, you see Donald Duck, you're, goofy. you're like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening right now? This is so it was just so far, it, it, it was so different just from any video game song that I've heard at that point. There was no other song. There, there was no other. I mean, just even the way that I described it. It's like a song. It's something that you heard. It was something that you would hear on a soundtrack, like a video game soundtrack, as opposed to just like, okay, this is the music in the game, which you would just hear 
and it could play in the background. And at some point, you just kind of stop listening to it. You're focusing on the game. In the back of mind, I'm like, how can you play this game? And this is just, and this is like, is this, is this the intro? Is this, does this play when you beat the game? Like, what is this? And from that point on, anytime I would hear a song for different anime, I would always align it to, to that. I would always align it in, in, a, in a way, always align it back to simple and clean because it was something, and this goes back to your, to your experience, I mean, that you were brought into it by listening to, to the song, but not listening, into, but listening to it outside of the medium. Mm. And, that was just, and that was a similar thing for me. It's like I was being introduced to anime music outside of the medium that was being cultivated. Like, there was this track that, really, there was this um, uh, continuation of an anime that both Gowan and I watched, which is Robotech. Yes, and the continuation was of it was a um a OVA called Macross Super Dimensional Fortress, mm. and it had music on there, and it's like okay, yo, this sounds, but it sounded like something that was just for the cartoon, right? It just sounded like okay, this is something that I'm like, yeah, it sounds cool, but it didn't sound like it didn't have that same feel as Simple and Clean, which was this can exist outside of the medium. Like you can listen to it and not ever having played the game. And that was a starting point for me that of all music, of all anime music that was coming, in which you can be introduced to this outside of the medium and still enjoy just as much. Mm. So for me, uh, you gotta go with speed rate, you know. So speed racer, you know, here he comes, here comes speed racer, here's these a demon on wheels. That was, that was the one with the hook. <laughs> if you want to call it a hook, right? That was the one with the hook. But it, what started to sort of reel me in was the Pokemon theme song, right? So again, when I would hear it, and the adventure starts, you know, every Saturday morning, you know, I'm all in with my kids watching Pokemon. And when they'd get to that point, oh, you're my best friend. And I look to my, my kids, I'm like, you know, you're, you know, oh, you're my best friend. <laughs> right. And, you know, that, that story, so it started to get me emotionally. But again, uh, Shika Nauda, I was on a computer, Tsunami was on, and it was like background. And all of a sudden that beat kicks in. And I was, okay, wait a minute. Did somehow the, the, the station just switch, <laughs> right? And somehow something's wrong. Did I, you know, flip, did I slip through a wormhole? I'm getting this different sound. And it made me go online and say, okay, what is this thing? And it shocked me. It had a soundtrack. I'm like, wow, there's a soundtrack to a cartoon, to an anime. And that's trip me out like but what? i would have to i'd be remiss if i didn't shout out two other um anime or anime related subject matter that didn't that also also helped me bring me in 
and get my interpretation. Right. One is the video to Daytona 500 by Ghostface with the Speed Racer. Yo. 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 <laughs> I was like, yo, this is a music video, right? Yo. So that's crazy because it sort of conditioned me to think of it not just, hey, there's this anime and there's music playing. It's like, no, there's this harmony between the song and the cartoon and animation. And I, I mean, I love that. I'm like, wow, dude, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then after that, um, Toonami with Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah. So they would play Daft. I never forget it. <laughs> I mean, that's how I got into Daft Punk. Yeah. Right. I would, yeah. you know, I'm up late at night watching Big O, whatever. Right. And then they kick in with this, with these songs. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and and the thing is, they had, like, their first videos, some of their first videos were anime, were, were you know, similar to Ghostface in Daytona 500. And that was, um, so those, so, you know, we start with Speed Racer, <laughs> we're going to end with Speed Racer, you know. <laughs> but those, you know, but the, the big one was Shika Nouda. That's the one that said, okay, this is, this is, I'm, I'm, you suck, I'm in. I, I'm right, in, right. It's a soundtrack. But... The first one was Speed Racer, right? That's just kind of like the, yeah, you know, the hook, right? Yeah. Pokemon, I'm starting to become emotionally involved a little bit, involved a little bit. And Ghostface, Daytona 500, and Toonami. And then that led me up. All those things together made, made me primed and ready to hear and listen to, um, you know, Shikana Uda from Samurai Shampoo. Right. And what's interesting is that we're kind of all, you know, saying, we're kind of all talking about this one or two or three distinct experiences where we heard a song from an anime and we, um, felt captivated by it in a way we hadn't been mm-hmm. by other media. So like by other film, by other cartoons, by other um, series. And something I've noticed about, you know, anime songs, particularly the opening and endings is that, you know, the openings and end credits have an emotional and sometimes literal significance yes. to the episode or the arc. Yes. You know, whether they are a trailer or a teaser for the arc, because sometimes they are, you know, you'll see they'll always introduce like the the villain, right? You know, it'd be really shadowy, right? Or they'll <laughs> or they'll put in new in new, you know, images or put in new characters, right? So they really introduce you to the the show, right? Right. Or maybe they advance the plot some way. Or with, with the case of end credits, you know, you'll have a very emotional, you know, scene. Like I remember Naruto and Sasuke fighting, right? And then they'll they'll cut it, you know, and then they'll they'll bring in the, the ending, and it's just and you feel that ending, the ending of the episode, in a different way, just because of the end credit, and just because the song is introduced to you, and you see this episode in a different way, in a new way, in a more in a deeper way. And I'm wondering, what do you think? You know, what do you think it is about these songs? that really 
captivated you that were distinct or different than the songs you heard before? Because there's always been music in film and all the music and you know, series like Tom and Jerry had music, right? Yes, you know, it did. Is you, is, is you, you know, my baby. all these shows Listen. had music and soundtracks, you know, whether, you know, sound effects, right? They always had something, but, you know, it was background, I guess, for us, right? Mm-hmm. So what about that, you know, anime song really was like, okay, this is different. You know, this is, this is what's different. And did you keep hearing that in, in anime openings and endings? So the first thing that comes to mind is just the production value. And you talked about it, you alluded to it, is the music was supposed to have a significance to the plot. Right? The only time, the only other time that in the West, the only other time that we saw that was in big, big budget animation films. So, so at the top of that list is always Disney. Disney was, we are going to, is that the music was an integral part of the plot um and then uh, maybe an argument can be made that when we got into the 80s it was not only it being a it had to be an integral part of the plot because there were also units to be sold right um and that's the thing that was i think that's what in anime music is that there wasn't there wasn't going to be a separation between the intro the music and, well, the music and the story that's being told, right? It's like these things are cohesive. They are, um, where like in Western, you know, cartoons, it was the intro, which was just like all other intros, which was just, you know, something to get you prepared for whatever you're about to watch. It was like a jingle, right? Mm-hmm. And the outro was just a, re, a revamp of the intro. Again, it's kind of like, you know, you know, close, you know, just something, you know, you open the loop in the intro and then we close the loop. So if nothing else, you just know the, you know, you, you, you either know the official, like, you know, Transformers. And then in the outro, you, and then in the outro, you just hear the instruments playing the exact thing that you heard. You singing along to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Transformers. Exactly. Where in, where in like, you know, anime music, again, it's like, and they never had anything to do with the plot. Nothing. Where, <laughs> like, come on, not like, you know, G.I. Joe, it's just like, you know, G.I. <laughs> Joe against Kobe the enemy. G.I. <laughs> Joe against Cobra the enemy. Fine to save the day. <laughs> You never could stop. They're always there. If we dumb this down for these kids, <laughs> I drove the enemy. <laughs> Fighting to the save enemy. the day. Yeah. He never will stop. He's always there. Fighting for freedom and land and air. G.I. Oh, Joe, see? Oh, 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 it was a commercial. It was a commercial. They yes. did it for Cheerios. It's a commercial. No, you know that. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, hold on, hold on. You know that's where those cartoons came from. G.I. Joe and Transformers came from the need to sell toys. Merchandise. It all comes down to that's merchandise. Because, in fact, the cartoons were actually segments to the commercial. 
Yes. And they just made it into a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can make more bank on this? <laughs> we get more money off of this. But that's money. funny. But that's funny because it's like when I would listen to Naruto, right? And when you would have the ending, like Sha La La, right? Aturo no, no Akira. Did I, did I get it right? Kind of, sort of? All right, close enough, right? But it, that gets back to that music video feel, right? Because it's, it's coming on, and then you have the imagery of Sasuke and Naruto. You see all the different themes, all the different teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Tatsuki. And then you have, you know, Toby's eyes. <laughs> Somebody's eyes, right? Somebody but the me. point is, is that it's, it's this interrelationship between the, the, the arc and the video, right? What you're seeing, the images and the song. And when you say, when you, talk, when you think about Disney, that's something that's very interesting because that's the musical, mm-hmm, right? right? It's a musical. And then you have singing parts, right? When you watch anime, yeah, Robotech had some singing, right? It says some yeah. singing. But through the, like when you look at something like Naruto, there there's no singers. Right. <laughs> there are no singers. So to me, it's and you probably the answer is better, Carl. But it's like classical uh, classical music. Mm-hmm. It sets a tone. It's it creates um, an emotional uh, space for what you're ex- experiencing, and that gets back me gets me thinking to an interview I heard. With Leroy Burgess, you know, who's like the God, one of the Godfathers of house music, which started in New York <laughs> City, <laughs> right? Shout out to New York City, but he described how there was a brother, old brother, in the uh, in the pro in the projects in his projects in Harlem, and he played with Duke Ellington, and he would he showed them how you can create emotion. He showed he let them know the correlation between notes and chords and emotions and that always that blew my mind like whoa, whoa wait a minute you mean there are sad notes and angry notes Bum-bum. and happy sounds <laughs> like you I mean that exists and so with that in my head and I'm watching some of this some of the anime it's actually doing that it's setting the tone hmm. it's it, it's enhancing the emotion and for me, whether it's um, Samurai Shampoo when they're fighting and you get the, you know, whatever fight, yeah. you know, sounds, or when you're watching um, Attack on Titan and they're on the bridge and the big reveal as to who the Colossal Titan is and who the Armored Titan is, and then you hear that woman singing in the background. And I'm like, yo, this, this, is, this, is, this is it. And... It's building you up to this is big. This is about to hit you hard. Get ready. Get ready. But also, it, it gets to this, this interesting correlation that exists with respect to the Japanese culture, mm-hmm. right? It's both a history of violence and extreme beauty. Mm-hmm. And here you're getting, you know, when you, a lot of the times when you have this real serene music, it's either really deep, like for if you watch Space Dandy, right? Usually in the end when they wrap it up, it's kind of thoughtful. And it either adds to the it adds to the loneliness feel or to the well, we'll get them next time feel. Hmm. Or 
it's this contradiction about, yo, someone's about to get their head chopped off. Someone's about to get jacked up. And yet it's this, it's, it's serene. And that I love because I, I'm always been appreciative of allowing another culture, allowing allow, a culture, allowing me into their culture. If only for mm. a couple of minutes, five minutes, mm. half an hour, whatever, but allowing me to see into, peer into your soul a little bit and check it out. And that's what I've, um, and that's in terms of the emotional feel, I think that's the difference is that it's also a cultural difference. Right. Right. In America, it's the musical. Right. Oh, let's see. Here's the musical part. And mm. the advertisement. Right. But, you know, but here's the musical part. Like, okay, musical break, cue. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And the music is great. Some of it is great. You know, Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Right. Cloud Away. Hercules. You know. Hercules. Right. You know, so... But when you when I listen to it in the context of anime, it's 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 like it's three dimensional. It reminds me of almost like graffiti, like when I was coming up. The best pieces had a three dimensional quality to it. So it wasn't just the name on the train, a name on the wall, or the name in the black book. It would like jump off the page a little bit, and I think. In anime, when the music at its best, it adds a three-dimensional quality to what I'm experiencing. You know, so that's I think the difference is between um, between the American the American culture, musical culture, how they how how America brings it out, versus Japan, how they integrate the music into the anime. And to go off of that. I remember um, Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. When I was younger, I had watched one of his movies, Spirit of the Way. And, you know, to kind of illustrate this like three dimensional kind of aspect, mm-hmm. Hayao Miyazaki, when he, you know, when, when you look at those movies with the music, with the, the expression, in you know the facial features and the bodily movements you know you have characters like compressing and expanding mm-hmm. you know kind of defying our what we kind of con- our traditional kind of conception of body movement to express something right here in this movie you know there was a moment where um there was a moment where it was a very emotionally intense moment and instead of having a song or having music they they cut it out and they play with that absence of music, just and just the voices of the character, mm. and then putting that music back in right at towards the end. And there's this, and you know, I think there's an example of how, you know, you couldn't have that powerful absence of moment of absence of music without having music integrated throughout the entire, um, mm. the entire piece. And just that, like when you that that silence was just so. It was so. It was so. Um, I guess incredible. Mm-hmm. And and even as like a child, I could feel that. Like I, I could feel how important it was to this main character that she was trying to wake up. You know, 
this 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 guy from this tribe. Like, can you wake up? Wake up! Wake up! Please wake up! Right? Mm-hmm. And you could feel that, and you could feel that rush of emotion just from the absence of music, and that only that could that would have not been created if there wasn't this interplay all along. It's interplay of expression and with you know physical expression, you know artistic expression, musical expression, and I think you know anime is one of those realms where they consider every part of that. And of course not, and not always through every, you know, you know, anime has existed for a, a quite a bit of time now. And, black and white days. And, you know, and, black and white television days. And, you know, in the 80s and 90s, maybe that, that musical element wasn't there as much, right? And it was starting to, and it got a, a lot more there in the 2000s, 2010s, right? Mm-hmm. And so this, but no matter which element was like, you know, more important or was, the bond more it was always a three-dimensional kind of platform yes that was like i'm going to give you all the emotional literal expression from all these different elements and they're working together so you're so kind of on topic kind of off topic but still kind of on topic because part of the thing that we're talking about is the sound design that was associated with anime like and for anybody, I understand that some dubs are good. Some of them are. <laughs> Disclaimer, some of them are. Some of them are. Mad and I'm a trash. Oh, so many of them are just trash, and it has a lot to do with sound design. Mm-hmm. So one from the so one example from the 80s is Dragon Ball Z when Gohan turned Super Saiyan 2 for the first time. And the only version that I've known was the Japanese version where you hear, and to your point, Kala, like a very serene, like you hear a bird chirping and just a very serene, like voice kind of building you up to, okay, it's about to go down. And then the music changes on the human the the music turns on a dime and now it's something that's really hype because again Gohan it just turned super Saiyan too. When I saw the dub, it was like I'm expecting like I hope so in the back of my mind I just said I hope that they just keep that the way that it is. Of course they did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it and it's kind of just like because the absence of sound there was Gohan's inner thoughts. It's just kind of just like, yeah, there's no more for the, the story at hand. It was Gohan, there's no more being a kid. It's time to dig in and let loose. In the dubbed version, we're hearing all of Gohan's inner thoughts. It's kind of just like, this is where the absence of sound is going to help move the story along. And there was, an, and I think that, and I think that is something that is, again, talking about sound design within the, within the context of the story that's, that, you know, that is being told. And by the time we got to 2000, and by the time we got to, to 2000, I think we started to see more of how the sound design is now being incorporated into the music that's being produced for, um, you know, for some of these series, Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece in particular. Um, and then also to Calvin's point of where you have, 
you get to hear a lot of these, you know, happy notes, sad notes. You know, One Piece is really good for that. <laughs> One Piece is really good, really good. The death of really Ace. Good. Huh? The death of Ace. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just like I just went to YouTube real quick to see if I, I I think I think this I think the theme is really just called the death of Ace. And again, after it happens, Ace gives the final words to Luffy. Once again, it's like the absence of sound. There's no music. It's just Luffy looking at Ace's body, and then it's just sound. It's like you're just, and that's the thing that I think even in while talking about anime, you know, anime music, they have worked with that very well. In that there are times when you 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 don't need to hear anything. You kind of just need to sit in the silence and just let that do whatever it does for the content of the story and then bring the music back in. They do do that a lot. Now I'm thinking about all the times I've watched anime, thinking about all the silent moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you the know, thing. the sounds of wind, you know, yeah. that's, one, that's a common one, you know, introducing yeah. the wind. It does happen. Oh, yeah. But what's interesting, too, is that we're getting to the, like, when you say, Carl, when um, Gohan was about to go Super Saiyan, and what's interesting, and as you made the point earlier about musical versus um, the way anime integrates music, is that, and we, in, in, the, in this conversation, we've talked about, hey, you know, the branding aspect, right? Like with G.I. Joe and Transforms from the 80s, you know, there was this there was this relation between me selling goods goods and services to you. Mm-hmm. And this cartoon is real cheap, right? And that's the joke with Young Justice. Why didn't Young Justice work? Because it, it couldn't sell toys. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason, it didn't, sell, it didn't move units. What's interesting is that how come America has not gotten hip? into the, how easy it is to cross-brand or to cross-market the music in the cartoon to the kids. And that part, I, I just, it, it just boggles the mind because when I'm listening to Nujabes and I'm hearing that, and I could hear Nas at the time, mm-hmm. right, when he was alive, right? Nas, Mob, you know, the Mob, Recipes Prodigy, rocking off of his beat, Common, rocking off of mm. his beats. Now, you know, he had his thing going on in terms of his ear, but if you bring his ear, let Common or Nas or the Mob rock off of it, you get magic. Because mm. he really figured it out. And like, you can do it by Domino. XX Holic, um, the the reason by um, for the cartoon from the anime XX Holic, photo by Phonogenic, mm-hmm. you know reason. It's like okay, just gotta tell it a little bit and it'll be okay in America. And it has all the the cool points, all the all the the hot spots you have. You have animation. You have cool animation. You know, people getting chopped, you know, chopped up and brutally and brutally murdered. Right, you know. <laughs> have the, all the different demographics, right? Because that's one of the things they love about 
anime is that it hit, literally hits all demographics. White, black, Latino, Asian, young, old, conservative, liberal. Everybody's tuning in Tsunami. <laughs> Everybody's tuning in Tsunami, right? Oh, yeah. And then you have, you can sell, you know, objects. You can integrate the game. You can sell, you can stream, you can get the music. It, it has everything. And yet, I look in America, and it's like, you guys just, just haven't tapped into this. I, I just, it's, I don't understand why not. Well, I think in some part, because anime exists, you know, there isn't, you know, there, we, we, there, that is the original, right? And so anything that tries to, um, that tries to, I guess, take from that and create its own thing feels, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel as, it feels like an alternative rather than, rather than the original. And I think because a lot of people have been exposed to anime, you know, you, you, you see, you know, and exposed to, you know, everything that comes with anime Anything that it's just it just doesn't you know there's already something there's already something that exists that does everything, so anything that exists in America is probably not going to do as well because you already have the original over here. But but it, but Josie and Pussycats did it first mm-hmm. in America. But to the but you know in this conversation what we've been talking about is yes it, yes you know the use of song in you know storytelling has existed mm-hmm. for very long in all in all different cultures and the you know the existence of music you know with an with an animated cartoon has existed for the past long time yeah <laughs> a long time but you know we've all expressed that there was something missing until we listened to anime until we listened to anime music mm-hmm. yeah. and so there's something that was missing or wasn't or wasn't happening in the US that we finally found in in anime, and so that just speaks to that just speaks to the quality and this is a hard word for me ingenuity ingenuity, ah. ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> Ingen- creativity innovation ingenuity of anime ingenuity. because that existed ingenuity. but ingenuity. Mm. We asked for the new schoolhouse rock. Lord knows we need it. Oh God, do we need it? So basically, <laughs> Lord so, I mean, knows we need rock. do we have it more than ever? Oh, Lord knows we need it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> but it just speaks to the quality and ingenuity of <laughs> anime and of people behind anime. Hmm. That's all I gotta say. Where you going at? But yeah, but that's you know, but that's the thing. But and it's it's ironic, right? I remember when I was a kid, I would sit there and go. Man, I wish there was a cartoon channel. <laughs> I can watch cartoons all day. Man, I wish there was a cartoon channel. I'll be praying to God for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas, Calvin? I want a cartoon channel. like <laughs> I want a cartoon channel. Speed Buggy and Huckle and Jekyll. You're, you're like, you're Wednesday, 9 a.m.? No, I did that. I did that. 11 a.m.? I did that. Josie and the Pussycats, Hollow Trotters. You kidding me? So you never know. So Not for real. Wait, no, no, wait, no, no, wait. 
No, wait, hold on, Cal. Like, no, hold on, Cal. Continent to drop. So oh, hold on, Cal. In the 30 years. But I would say. I get Americans singing again. <laughs> I, would, I would say that Cartoon Network has, you know, if you look at the arc of cartoons on Cartoon Network, there is sort of, you, you do see the, you do see the progress and that's time's regression of cartoons. And you can see that through the, how, you know, the span of cartoons that were shown on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of shows <laughs> on Cartoon Network. And I think some of the reasons why, like, we don't have sort of those themes that we do in anime is just because, you know, honestly, Cartoon Network is dealing with censors. And so, you know, there's supposed to be, there's a, there's a sense in America that there's a this cartoon is supposed to be very catered to children and very catered to families. And so that, so that eliminates some sort of topping, some sort of, you know, emotional death to some extent. But I think, I think there has been, I think there has been a lot of good in American cartoons, and I think recently they've been incorporating a lot more music. Like I would say, Steven Universe. Steven Universe with Estelle stronger than you has. I was like, they have a whole. Well, they actually there's a production, um, a I don't know the proper term, but there is um, two musicians who do most of the music behind Steven Universe and they have a SoundCloud oh, really? and they do most of the music behind Steven Universe. So they post all the soundtracks that they do. So they do like Pearl's theme. They have like different, you know, they have for different episodes, they have different interludes and stuff. So that they ah, have, so they, they have, it's coming, then it's coming. So they have all, they, outline, they actually like, they, if you look at it, they have all these different soundtracks or even these small moments. Like there's just the background songs they have, they will have like a 25 second clip, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's really amazing. Like I think it's it's one of the from my you know world you know from what I've experienced, it's probably one of the best um, modern American cartoons that's been able to use music to illustrate um, storylines and to elevate plot. And I think it's I think it's used it really well, but it also has that kind of musical element sometimes. Sometimes it goes yeah. to that musical element because they do sing songs. So some of it is that musical element, which is a kind of allows it to do this because, you know, that's kind of incorporated in the, the, the theme, like the, the, the branding of the show. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they come and break out in songs sometimes, but there is a lot of work that's, that's done just in background songs and background vocals. And that's what's funny, but, you know, and, and we've talked about it, with the emotion I get when I watch Steven Universe, I feel so lonely and I hate watching it. Okay. <laughs> but that song Stronger Than You by Estelle, I was like, okay, but. But this is a note, it's a note, it's a note. That is part of the, 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 the you know, that is part of the plot though. So, yeah. you so know, it, does it, job. it is about his loneliness. It does as, his job, you know, yeah. Because he's not, he's not quite human. He's, he's not, not quite, quite a diamond. diamond. Yeah. So it does, it does kind of talk, it kind of, does kind of play into the, you know, so, yeah, it fits. It sets the tone. So it works. It does work. It does work. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna say, Carl. You know, and we know what cartoon I'm going to mention that really, that really nailed it. Boondocks. The Boondocks was Boondocks. I guess had that feel, right? Boondocks. I guess had that anime feel, right? Right. It definitely had the anime feel. And the thing about the Boondocks is like the, the talk about the tone, like the setting of, of feeling. Is Riley was here. One of the greatest cartoon episodes of all time. Yeah, when he was rolling with Afro white guy. 
Bob Ross. Right? The artist guy with the Bob gun, Ross. the nine? Bob Ross. Bob, Bob Ross. Ross, right? Yeah, with the Bob Ross character. And it slowed motion a little bit, and it kicked into Tom Scott's When They Reminisce Over You. No, Tom sorry. Scott's, Tom, no, Scott. Tom Scott's Today. Today, which is sampled by Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, When They Reminisce Over You, and the fact that they were tying into the death of his, you know, the passing of his grandmother, and he was memorializing her in a graffiti piece on their house, which is crazy. But I felt it, and I got emotional. Every time I watch that episode. And I'm like, yo. Every time. Tears. Every time. Every time. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. But again, it gets to against this point that America could do it if it wanted to. I think it does. It, well, it may do it in its um, series. Like, I think a lot of series do have, they, they use the actual songs in series. Like, if you if you remember in The Boys, because you've been watching Yes, right? I've been watching they The Boys. They do use a lot of songs. They do use a lot of songs, but I don't think they do it as much in their cartoon. Yeah. I think it's definitely, like, more so in their series. They use a lot of, like, real songs, mm-hmm. and they use them in strategic moments. Oh, yeah. But you're right. I said, yeah. yeah. They don't do it to the same extent. Yeah, but that's what I'm, you know, I'm just, wait, I'm just waiting for that. I'm definitely just waiting for that moment. Because, you know, like, it took me, what, 30 years to get a Cartoon Network? 20-something years to get a Cartoon Network? You know, <laughs> so I'm gonna get it. You know, and plus, if if nothing is taught, you know, it's cartoons are going to be the thing again. Yeah, because you don't need people necessarily to make true. them. Well, so. you do need people to make them. Yeah, but, but right, they're right, not right. like right coming to the sound stage. Now it's just <laughs> <laughs> you can use your. We can zoom call this. We can zoom it. You know. <laughs> yeah, but yet they delay my damn I anime know. because well, you know. Not too long. I mean, like, they, they didn't, I mean, they, they got back on it. I mean, like, they, see, it's funny because, like, the newer anime kind of do it. And I think that's all I can say to it. Like, I've caught up to Black Clover. And this, this is after years of saying, like, this is trash. I used to say, <laughs> I used to, listen, I raised my hand and said, yes, I would say for years that Black Clover was trash. And also disclaimer, I had a reason to because two of my favorite, three at the time, three of my favorite anime had started to really let me down. Two of my favorite series would have started to let me down. They ended up finishing their stories two quicker than what they had wanted. And one, I just don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the Maganka of Fairy Tale was doing. I just don't know what he was. Uh, <laughs> that's, your, that's your that's your show. So all right, so real quick, so before we get into what we learned, yeah. Uh, what songs would you say if you wanted to give someone a quick playlist of say, hey, check out these anime songs? What would you say? Call. I would say, um, at the top of my list is Hope. No, no, yeah, hope from One Piece. Okay. Um. Then, Battle Cry from Samurai Champloo. Yes. And. Fish and bone. <laughs> um. Spitting mad fire. Spitting mad fire. Spitting mad fire. <laughs> um. And then I'd say, uh. So then I'd say you 
from Samurai Champloo, and just as an honorable mention, uh, Smile Bomb from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. What about you, Kate? I would say I'm gonna recommend this one. Okay. Um, Tia Ray Star, which is Shooting Stars, I believe. Okay. That's probably my. I, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's like my ultimate kind of favorite song. Naruto. Okay. It was one of the. It was like the fifth ending in the original anime. Okay. And I I like the song better than the actual end credit, but that song really is stuck with me because of the the just the passion in the song. All right. So for me, um, it's Fat John. How you feel from Samurai Champloo. Obviously, you by Kazami. That right there is, <laughs> is no joke. I, I mean, I love that song. After I, once I got to that soundtrack, Samurai Shampoo soundtrack, and I got to that song, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was just shocked. Um, Reason, Phonogen from XXHolic, Nujabe's Beat Laments World, and Miss Line. And from Lupin the Third, Megs, you belong to me. I love that. I love that song. That that that's all right. No lie for anyone. No lie. Honestly, my brother has Cal has let me listen to a lot of Looping the Third soundtrack. Do not sleep. Do not sleep on that soundtrack. That joint is crazy. Yeah, it is. Because it, and it's been ill back in like '78 when, when that first <laughs> You know, like damn, yo, that because they was on it. They were on it. They were definitely on it. All right. I think the next oh, thing is like, go ahead. I, I, like, oh, I, I was just gonna like, I was just gonna lead into like the next one was like, where did it lead? Like, where did it lead you? Because these things, the uniqueness of anime music is that it doesn't, it has the opportunity to exist beyond the medium and kind of lead you to someplace else. Mm-hmm. So for me, it led me to, to, um. Freddie George Chim, I know I'm saying his last name wrong, but he's like in the, he's like a, I'd say he's a peer and also somebody that was inspired by Nujibes and Fat John. Mm. And then also my man um, that I put, that I let y'all listen to, Thundercat. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Thundercat is tough. Thundercat yeah, is but- tough. <laughs> I, like I like it. I was confused because I heard it and I was like, is this? I thought it was I thought it was from the 70s because I was looking at like I was looking for 70s music and I was like, this sounds a little old but new. And then I realized it was good. Right. Just good. It was good. I like it. You should you should listen. I'll check it. Um I would say for me, I have to I have to plug my eleven year old self here. Go for it. So just, just respect that space of the eleven year old me. All right. And also the, the the space of many fans around the world. Right, right, right. <laughs> because of the YouTube algorithm, Japanese music led me to K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember I was looking at a video and I was. I was devoted to Japanese music. I was looking for anime. I was looking for all songs. I was really getting into this, right? And then the 2000 YouTube algorithm was like, 
K-pop. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow, this is great. So I really, um, I really thank the YouTube algorithm from opening that door for me because I, you know, I still, full disclosure, I still listen to it, not to the same extent, but I do listen to it and it was, and it's something, it's a genre of music that I've become really connected to. And I'm glad that other people are becoming more connected to because when I was first getting into it, you know, it wasn't really well known to the genre. It wasn't a well-known, like it wasn't really a well-known, you know, music genre. It's, it's getting a lot of rep and fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that it is, it's becoming more popular because it's always been something that's, it's always been its own, it's always been its own thing, its own unique thing. And it's become a unique thing. And I'm glad that, you know, people are really, you know, in the United States are really opening to it. And then, and so that song I listened to was Girls' Generation G. And that was this out of that song. And then the next song I would say was Itale Hukaru, In My Room. Um, that was a song that is in one of her albums. And if you know, Itale Hukaru was a singer for Simple and Clean in Sanctuary. And so I want to look more at her albums and the songs that are on her album necessarily and not necessarily used for um, video games, mm-hmm. um, Kingdom Hearts. And I found that song and it was, it's a hard to find song. <laughs> it's not very available on YouTube, but it's one of my favorite songs from her. Um, then I also was able to discover, discover City Pop and Future Funk. Yes. City pop is Vanilla. a genre of music in Japan in the 80s. And okay. it's it's essentially like it's a very soulful kind of, you know, dance disco sound. Mm-hmm. And all this and it's not just disco, it's also very like it's very, I would say mostly soulful and has a, has a good swing and beat to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why it's called city pop. But if you listen to the song and you see the visuals that go along with it, you can understand why it's called City Pop. Mm. Um, and some of the songs from that were Plastic Love. Absolutely. Yeah. Plastic Love. Good. And then Anne Goodbye, Goodbye Boogie Dance. <laughs> a lot of words there. I like it. It's a good, it's a, good <laughs> a lot of words there. Um, and then Future Funk, it would be Android Apartment Heartbeat Soap Opera. A lot of feature funks is um, takes samples from city pop and takes samples from black music, and they either remaster them so they're just so they have a deeper sound. Uh, they have more newer instrumentals are cleaned up, mm-hmm. or they remix them entirely, and so they you know have they put their own spin on it, their own custom sound to it. And as someone who likes um, old music and always looking for music that kind of makes me feel that makes me feel the way that makes me feel the same way that that music makes me feel. I really appreciate future funk. And I really appreciate um, being able to find city pop. And then the last one is Korean indie music. This is around? Yes, okay. it is. It is not to I not to the same. Was it urban hum, urban humming stereo. Humming urban, urban stereo. Yeah, humming urban stereo. And, and with K-pop, you have this whole scene of you know all, it's growing. It's growing now of music that is not, not K-pop. 
So it's like alternative, it's you know, rap, it's all sorts of different genres. Mm. And one of the genres was K indie. And that had a very it was like um EDM yeah. and a little bit of coffee house. Um and humming urban stereo, give me your tonight and house rules do it were some of my favorite songs. Yeah, I like them. They were all right. They were good. All right, so for the kid, mm-hmm. What I learned and what got, um, which kind of sucked me in also was the fact that, so it's important to say American popular music is black music in America, right? The two are, can't separate them, right? Mm -hmm. But when I would listen to, like I said, when I first heard Shikin Uda and you go back to like the, you know, the old Lupin, the third soundtracks. And, you know, looking at cheating off your list for you, a Naruto. And when you're listening, it's like, man, somebody Black in America could have made this. A you, by Kazami and Tucci, you know. Somebody Black in America could have made this. And when you listen to, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, when they end, when one particular episode, when one outro is Freaking You by Jodeci and the hip-hop feel and the jazz feel, um, you're like, okay, as a Black person in America, the fact that I'm listening to something from over there, from miles away, past Cali, <laughs> right? <laughs> And it's coming back to me, and it's not generic. When, like, when you listen to Najabes, and he's sampling Yusef Latif, right? Love theme to Spartacus for Final View. Or Quadraphonics was a group out of DC, I think it's the early 80s, late 70s, to make, final, to make um, Worlds and Rhapsody. And you're like, wow, you study. Mm. You took the time and trouble to really crate dig. And the fact, as a Black person in America, whose culture is oftentimes, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know whatever. We're going to take you. We're going to take it all. But whatever. And it's oftentimes... You get the feeling like you take it, remix it, water it down, and then I'm going to give it back to you like Elvis. Mm. <laughs> right? And it's like, well, that, that's not what I asked for. That, that's, that's not it. And, you know, me and, you know, my sister Leslie, we talk about in order for something to be popular, you have to get rid of its culture. Right? The analogy I like to use is the tree and the seeds. Right? You, a tree has seeds, and the seeds are light. So it's meant for them to carry, but they carry with it their culture. But too often, you know, with this whole thing about digital blackface and TikTok, you know, you really like a, like a leaf. And the leaf goes to the ground and gets stomped out. <laughs> right? But the fact that the folks associated with anime music in that larger, be it Japan R&B scene, or pop, you know, what you would call city pop, really had a love and affection for this music. And you can tell 
by what you what I hear it when it comes back. And I'm really appreciative of that. You know, and I really wish that, you know, when job when New Jobs is still alive, he could have, they could have made that connection. Cause I think that would have really been nice. That would have really been awesome. Even with Future Fund with Vanilla, right? You know, White Dilla. That's amazing because, but even that, it seems like that's something that's really deep, that's really saying something. I mean, that's the mouth of the Vic tapes. So shout out to Grandmaster Vic, Southside. But it seems that it still seems niche and not as big as it should be. But I really wish that's the, but I really appreciate that's the one thing I really am thankful, be it from Daft Punk and Tsunami, Nujabes, um, you know, my daughter getting into Future Funk and hipping me to those guys and the underground, you know, K pop scene. <laughs> it all, you know, came out of this love for anime in all the different ways, you know, you, you can dig and find. But that's something I'll tell you 100% that I love the fact that something that started here, you know, black people in America doing something was valued and not just commercially. So, cause I don't know how much money they make off of it. <laughs> right. But the fact that they said, Hey, this is really cool and I'm gonna dig it and I'm gonna make something beautiful out of it, make something fresh. And that's all right with me. That's all right. So is that this show that this episode? I think so. All right. Yeah. That's, what did I learn? Take three, episode one. Yeah. I ready. Wait, hold up. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Before we break, yeah. So before we break, um, I think I think we should. I think we'll, you know, we'll for anyone listening, we'll give you like a some suggested songs for you to listen to, like in within anime and also outside of anime. And also to get you ready for the next episode, I think will be to be announced. Something else word. All right, ready. One more time, we're gonna shut it down. That's right. Until the next time. This was what did I learn? I don't know if we. I guess we answered that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take three, episode one, and that's a wrap. <laughs>